Hey everybody, welcome back to One More Minute. It's Monique. I'm so happy to be here with you all. Um, so for the last couple of months, I've been on what I've called a social sabbatical. I've kind of been staying to myself, haven't been going out too much, just kind of gearing up and training for the rest of the year, just staying in fighting trim to end 2016 strong. And in the midst of that, I have been indulging in my guilty pleasure, also known as Snapchat. And my favorite snapper would have to be the young prophet himself, DJ Khaled. And what I love about DJ Khaled is his new movement of they don't want you to win, but you win anyway. Now, when people look at me in this season of my life, I'm sure people probably think I got it all together. Like I'm just the bomb.com. But I'm someone I definitely would consider myself to be an underdog. Um, I don't take the platform that I have lightly and I understand its importance and I am definitely the poster child of somebody that people slept on, you know, in college, everybody knew I would be successful. Everybody knew I would do great things. But I don't think they really knew to what depth I would do it. You know, I was a little thicker than what I am now. I was, I dressed cute, but I didn't care about my makeup as much. You know, my hair was done. I had a little nice little flat wrap, but my hair wasn't laid, you know. And now I took those things and definitely glowed up. I mean, my glow up is real and I'm very proud of it. And so I have a heart for people who people don't necessarily think are going to be shiners. And I'm a shiner now. And at one point in my life, I kind of struggled. Like recently, I was like, oh my God, I'm a shiner. What am I going to do with that? But now I've embraced it and I'm going to capitalize on it. And here I am today. So, you know, I feel like people had a limited perception of what I would be or where I would go. And I, I definitely have many more mountains to climb, but I think I'm on the right track and I'm headed in a great direction. Um, I've always been great and I always knew that I would be a force to reckon with. But I don't think people really understood what I was going to be doing. I um, mean, in the season, I'm shining more than ever. And it's so crazy how... At 28, I'm now recognizing and realizing that for some people, they can't handle or refuse to acknowledge my glare. And in the midst of my sabbatical, I begin to sit and think about that. They don't want you to win, but you win anyway. And one moment in my life stands out to me. I was in grade school. And I remember being in a sandbox and I was always that little girl that would spark up conversation. I had modest little ponytails and a big bright smile. I was the smartest girl in the whole class and the only black girl in gifted. I would go out my way to be extra friendly and sometimes, depending on how the wind blew, I might share my Play-Doh or my My Little Pony with you. Um, I love the art of getting to know people and unknowingly would talk people's heads off. But I never forget the first time someone dimmed my light. I encountered my very first bully at the age of six, and for historical purposes, we'll call her Violet. Miss Violet was the biggest girl in the class, literally and figuratively. She was a big girl to be seven years old. Um, Violet did everything she could to make me cry. She picked on me because I was the teacher's pet, because I could read very well, had a gap in my teeth, and because my parents were very active in the class. So all those are ingredients to feel like you popping in kindergarten, right? But no, not me. I was sad because I couldn't figure out why she didn't like me and why she went on her way to be so mean. I was so nice to her and even offered to share my snacks with her. And I was baffled at the thought of someone disliking me for no good reason. 
Who knew that pivotal moment in my childhood would be a small reflection on how life works, even as an adult? It wasn't until I went on that small social sabbatical, as I mentioned earlier, that I sat reflected on that moment and how I can relate to that as a grown woman. God gave me a revelation. Throughout life, there will be people who don't like you based on the seven letters in your name. People will want to see you lose just because you have the will to win. People will secretly and not so secretly curse your ambition. People will try and make you feel bad about all the things that make you you. People will do everything they can to make you feel like a coward even if you're strong. They'll go out the way not to applaud you when you win. People will dislike you just because you upload your photo on social media. You get half a like. People will not want to see you win, but your job is to win anyway. No matter what you do, who you are, or where you're from, you'll be faced with the quintessential hater. And when I use the word hater, it's not in the caddy sense. It goes beyond people just not like you for a reason. It's those individuals who don't understand the vision for your life or can't comprehend it. They can't comprehend why you're so colorful. It's those people who try and de-glitter your black girl magic. It's those people who perceive you with a limited lens. And when it exceeds their expectations, they can't digest it. It wasn't until I got older and even in this season of my life that I realized there's some people in my circle, in my network, in the world who just don't want to see me win. It pains them to see me doing well and even acknowledge my shine. And that holds true to you, too. We're not immune to haters. Haters and light dimmers, as I prefer to call them, are all around and they affect everyone. So in the midst of, you know, creating this this subject of they don't want to see you win, but you win anyway. I've thought of three pivotal moments that have happened within the last couple months. The first one is this. Last year, Serena Williams was thrown in the spotlight because she was selected by Sports Illustrated to be Sports Person of the Year. A great award for a dynamic athlete. Definitely a great achievement. Instead of highlighting her accomplishments as this star tennis player, she was body shamed. Naysayers talked about her complexion and even defined her as masculine. Now keep in mind, she's won almost every Grand Slam she's participated in and has won over $75 million in prizes. So instead of being able to bask in her accomplishment, she had to stand firm and remind the world that she deserved to win and shun those who tried to make her feel less than. And even in the midst of that, Serena won anyway. Let's even take it back to, to the Super Bowl of 2016 this year. Beyonce was one of the headliners for the Super Bowl halftime performance. She decided to use that time to pay homage to the 50th anniversary of the Black Panthers movement. She even went a step further to highlight the Black Lives Matter movement and police brutality in her video for formation. Now, in the midst of that, she was called a racist and a terrorist. They threatened to boycott all of her concerts for her upcoming tour. There was even a one-man army in front of her offices in New York City to protest Beyonce. But this is also the woman that has a campaign, Be Good, or Be Good, however you want to pronounce it, where she gives back to the community. This is the same musician that has almost the same amount of number ones as Michael Jackson. This is also the same woman that is the right-hand woman to our first lady, Michelle Obama, and gives millions of dollars into charity. But even in the midst of that, you know what Beyonce did? Beyonce got information anyway.
And even within the last couple weeks, Sierra has been in the spotlight. Sierra recently ended her relationship with Future, wanted to leave him in the past. After there was allegedly, their relationship was allegedly plagued with infidelity and drama. So she decided to move on to Russell Wilson, her young strapping uh, prince. And this time she felt like she might have found true love. But you know what her ex did? He ridiculed her for her decision to remain abstinent, made fun of her because allegedly they used to pray after they had sex, questioned her parenting skills, called her out of her name on social media, and even discredited her, discredited her musical abilities, all because she moved on and decided to do things a little differently. But you know what Sierra did, y'all? Sierra got engaged anyway. So based on those three examples, three different scenarios, the same outcome, Serena, Beyonce, and Sierra still won anyway. And there's so many things I could take away from those scenarios that I would tell my younger self, that I would tell my grown self, and that I would even tell you. And here are a couple of gems that I took away from all those scenarios and even things from my own personal life. The first one is, the best way to win is to love yourself so much that the opinions of others don't matter. When you know who you are and where you're headed, no one can deter you from your destiny. Two, drown out the white noise of negativity. Number three, never give anyone the power to dim your light and second guess who you are. They don't deserve that type of satisfaction. Number four, oftentimes the very thing that people don't like about you is the thing that they admire the most. Number five, use your energy and continue to strive. Stay focused on your end goal and celebrate those things that make you unapologetically you. Number six, let people sleep on you. It's not your job to wake them up. Number seven, celebrate every win in your life, no matter how big or how small. So whenever I feel like that little girl in the sandbox with a dimmed light, I think of all the other magical girls who will suffer from the light dimmers of the world. You know, as an underdog, a self-proclaimed underdog, I cherish those people who are not afraid to commend somebody else for flourishing or to acknowledge somebody's blow up or who aren't ashamed to apply when someone else's win. We live in such a dynamic time as black people men and women especially, where everybody has wants a platform. Everybody is striving to, you know, live out their dreams. Everybody is striving to not only have a nine to five, but a five to nine. Everybody wants to reach the highest heights. And in that, in the midst of trying to win, there's enough room for everybody to win. There are enough pieces of the pie for everybody to take a slice and get full off of. So while we're striving for higher heights while we're striving to reach the next level in our full potential don't be afraid to acknowledge when somebody else is winning don't be a hater just because you don't see the vision that somebody else is for their life don't discredit the vision that they have for theirs and while you're winning pull somebody else up to win too while you're flourishing help somebody else flourish too and while you're out there being great and amazing, encourage somebody else along the way. So I hope this podcast blessed you because it definitely blessed me and it's so relevant in my life. And I hope that it's relevant in yours too. And even if it's not, just use this as a gem for later when it holds true or presents itself. And so I hope that 
you will follow me on Instagram so we can continue this conversation. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at, at Munificent11 as well as on Twitter. This will be a double hitter on the Single Black Female Project. So follow the Single Black Female Project on Instagram at SBF Project and log on to www.sbfproject.com. And as always and forever, I'm just going to keep giving you mo. So hope you enjoyed this podcast. Please remember to listen, like, and share.